We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's for the first time in almost a month. A, <laughs> by a day. I missed it by a day. Has it been <clears> that long? For the first time in almost month. March or February 27th is when I had uh, Trenton Watford on. Um, and then I had my surgery following that. Uh, and then it's just been a complete and total um, pain in the ass for my recovery. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> for uh, for me to kind of get on here and figure some stuff out. Uh, and then I got hit with an ear infection. Mm-hmm. And that held me down really until about a day or so ago. Um, I had been taking a copious amount of drugs, um, different from the normal drugs that I take. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. But uh, again, quick update. I'm, I'm moving around. I'm not fully off my crutches. If you saw me at the game tonight, you saw me for the first night off my crutches for any period of time. I am hurting. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the shout out to everybody who said hi and, and stopped by to, to wish me well and everything over the last couple of weeks. Uh, thank you all so much. Longest intro ever, right at two minutes. Uh, Danny Brang, Brandon Sprague. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? It's been a while. Yeah, the last one we were going to do, we had it scheduled and I had some, it ended up not happening. And mm. I had somebody go, hey, uh, why did you guys alert everybody that you were doing an episode and you didn't do one? And I said, well, could have been. Maybe the fact that my co-host underwent surgery like less than a month ago <laughs> is taking God knows how many drugs at this point and is battling an ear infection. There is a possibility that, you know, he just passed out one day. And it's literally what happened. Uh, and I, Thursday yeah, I, we were I, supposed I to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I told my wife when I got. So that was the first time really out of the house other than Sunday I had gone to the game. Thursday we we were on location at X-Golf. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Shout out to X-Golf, not a sponsor of the program, but uh, Barrett and his guys, they, they, they treated us incredibly well. Had a fantastic time on location in Vancouver and in Twalton. Mm-hmm. Um, Love their facilities. MB hopped on. It was great to catch up with him. Um, but Thursday, I may or may not have stepped up in, into a bay and grabbed a driver <laughs> and swung it a few times. <clears throat> and when I say swung it, I mean... Did not transfer an ounce of energy into my left hip at all. Mm, yeah. But I transferred it all into my left rib cage. Right. And then a two-hour drive home from Vancouver to Newburgh. 
Yeah, that's brutal. I got home, and I looked at my wife, and I went, I need to lay down for a little bit. And lay down for a little bit turned into waking up at 1030 at night. <laughs> I assumed the live location shows were going to kill the energy. Oh, I was dude. Like, the Vancouver said, show did me I, hard. I wanted to, I wanted to like almost text you and be like, yo, like I know we haven't done one. I know you've been going to a couple games here, but maybe we wait till Sunday or Monday night. So it's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on with the team. And I know a lot of people got questions. So where do you want to start? Um, where do you want to start? Cause it, you know, you and yeah, I haven't talked on record. I mean, you and I talk all the right. time. We haven't talked on record. Uh, you know, I don't think there's really much to add to what I'm going to say here, but just like where you want to start. I, I do want to just start everything because there's a lot of good questions, <laughs> a lot of things. I, it's, it's really a bummer for me, man. I, I, um, their game a couple nights ago, I just, I couldn't do it. And I, I'm kind of at a weird point with this team where, you know, I know you're going to get into the, the process of things and, and mm-hmm. I know you like that a lot and I, there's elements of that that I love too you know but uh I just I it hit me today I was watching this game and it just it kind of just hit me a little bit of a bummer like we're right back here you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I know it's a much later point in the season than it was last year but uh you know knowing nothing really went your way this year and a lot of things kind of went against you and there were some unpredictable things that happened as well mm-hmm. like just just the reality of the franchise being in this spot in back-to-back years, uh, it's a bummer for me. And and I get it. I understand, like, losses are important now. We could talk about the Utah game and, like, what was the deal with that? I know I, there's probably more to it than just, well, they were competing. But as as much as we talk about those things, it's it's a real bummer that that's the topic. You know what I mean? Like that, that, yeah, the, the, the vibe in general. And I've seen some people already yeah. in the comments are just like, I'm, you know, doing this two years in a row. Yeah. There, <clears throat> there's some we're, truth. We're to spoiled. That. We're, we're a little spoiled. Like we are. Yes. I, I do think this franchise has been kind of in, in the position you don't want to be in in the NBA for that a while middle. now. But you but, also don't want to be in 17 years without the playoffs like the Sacramento Kings. 100% right. But like, it, we are a little spoiled living here. Most of us, if we lived here most of our lives, because we, we had some really great fun teams. We had some teams that were close and uh, it I mean, you and I growing up had you and I growing up had title contending teams. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little too young to really understand the late eighties, nineties teams, but like, you know, understanding what that was and mm-hmm. remembering some moments like hit and miss moments from the yeah. finals as a little kid. And then getting the Sheed Sabas, Stoudemire, yeah. Pippen years, like we were spoiled and, um, making the first round of year doesn't do much for me either, but like it just sucks that they're right back in this position a year later. I I I do get that sentiment, especially people your age and my age, like you know around our age, in that we we are spoiled. Mm-hmm. The, we grew up. Listen, uh, the Blazers, I believe, are the fourth winningest franchise in NBA history. They they might have fallen down the fix. I think San Antonio passed them up. But it's like Boston, L.A., San Antonio. Uh, no, Phoenix. Phoenix, Portland. But that's because Phoenix has only been around since 1990. Had 20 more years of success, and the Blazers are still right there. Um, in, what was it, 27 straight years in the playoffs? Uh, I can't remember what that was. was. It, or was it 20, 22 in the playoffs and 20, 27 yeah. for the sellouts? Yeah, I, I think yeah that's, that's what, what it is. Now. I think it's the reverse of that. Yeah, 22 and 27. Yeah. Which... That's insane. Mm-hmm. And they've, they've had multiple eras. Really, this this era, the Aldridge, Roy, Odin, and Dame, CJ, and Dame 
Aunt Jeremy eras are the only eras outside of the Jailblazers that haven't been title contenders. Like, haven't had a, a no-bullshit title contender in it. And so I get that frustration. I get that whole angst. Um, but this whole, like, two years in a row, like, uh, come on, man. It's it's not that bad. And if it's for all of the wasted another year of Daniel Lord's prime. There was nothing that was happening coming into this season, regardless of how great or awful Damian Lillard was, that wasn't going to be wasted. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think we might be disagreeing here, or we might be kind of saying similar things. I'm not. I'm a little confused here. So what I would say is two years in a row, like, it's not that bad. I, I think that's your main point, right? And yes. my point is, like, it just... It does suck. Part of me, it does suck. Like it's, it's, as I'm saying, it's it's not black and white. That's why I'm like, I'm trying to get like, there is nuance here. Like, sure, I've seen people say, well, if Dame was going to have this year and it didn't really matter, they should have just played this year. That's not life. That's not reality. Like, Damian right. Lillard is still irritated about being shut down right now. Oh, I you I think he's definitely pissed he can't oh, play. Oh, no, like, I'm telling you, play. he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a fun part because it's a no. realization of two things. It's a realization that, one, your season was a failure. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of things were out of your control in that regard. Uh, and, and two, it just it puts your state of your franchise in a little bit of flux and questioning by a lot of people. And, and those are two things I, you know, a guy like that, he's always going to hate that. And he should. Yeah. I no, love that. that, that's how he's wired. Um, and I think it, it, now it's kind of, it's kind of talk about the shift, right? Uh, the team, you know, people say, Oh, they didn't need to tank. Like they could have won actually quite a few games down the stretch. Like they, probably would have been at a five, at 500 down the stretch or one above 500 games not 500 of the season that would have been a tough ask but if you're looking around the league right now um that probably would have kept them in the play-in as insane as that is you're watching dallas plummet right now you're watching the lakers struggle left right and center. like teams are trying somehow to not get into the play-in I mean, so Golden the, State lost at home to Minnesota tonight. Like, like, I don't know what that was about. Everybody's tripping over themselves right the West now. West isn't like, good. No, <laughs> you, 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 you've got all these situations that it's just like. So it, the, the Blazers made that pivot. I'm glad that they did. Yeah. A, a shit or get off the pot kind of situation. And they were like, all right, see you later. Bye. Um, yeah, I don't need them to compete. Like, oh, we're 3-3. Three, three. I saw, I see some of this. And I see it's like, oh, we're only 3-3 three, three and a half out. And it's like, I mean, I get what you're saying, but. Can we be honest here? This no, just pack it up. Awful for a long time. Pack yeah, it up. Like you're not going to make the play. Um, what's interesting is, is is kind of where do they go from here in a sense? And we we have hinted at this literally since the beginning of last year of this summer. And we'll dive into this summer stuff. But there's four home games left. What eight total games? Um, I guess it's, the best way to do this is kind of rewind and, and kind of frame where they're at with the guys that are playing now. Obviously, the biggest thing here, and I mean for you especially, uh, the 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 baby Kobe Showtime. <clears throat> yeah, and so what, let's talk about games, man. Let's let's talk about Shane here a little bit. Wow, <clears throat> I have not been critical, but I have definitely pumped the brakes on. Like, hey guys, he's not going to be a starter next year. Like, if if you're if you're in the sense of they're going to make a big trade and they're going to be competitive, they're going to be like chasing you know the Western Conference Finals. You can't have Shaden be a starter but i think what he's showing 
is that maybe if he has a summer of growth and picking up mm-hmm. stuff, maybe he's in your six seven role and is somebody that you can count on to be a contributor. Maybe this is your your rookie Harrison Barnes uh kind of treatment with the Warriors where Maybe he's a starter. I don't think they'll do that with him because I don't think he's as far along as Barnes was as a rookie. Um, but you put him in a position to be more successful going forward. And I think that's really what they're trying to do over the last couple of games and really to close up the season. Yeah, I mean, what he's been doing the last three weeks, like he, he had this breakout game um, against Utah. And he was unbelievable in that game. He really was just sensational. And then the second game, like I on my show, I was like, yeah, I'm betting his under. He's a rookie, right? Like I just, the up and down nature of rookie seasons. Yeah. He responded with 24 points, had a great second game in a row. And then tonight going into Oklahoma City, it's like, what's going to happen? Well, he's going to set a career high of 29 points. Like, And he's getting, tonight he got um, like top billing coverage. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Lou Dort started out on him. Yes, yes, and you know that it wasn't like he was atrocious from the field either. He's aggressive, and it's not just offense with him. Like I feel like the last couple games, like you're you're seeing aggression on defense. Yes, he's timely on steals. He's helping a little bit on the weak side. Like he's becoming, he's he's kind of feeling himself out more and more. And now he's got this opportunity where there isn't, you know, I'm rookie. There's veteran guard next to me guy who probably needs the ball more. Right, like he's. Mm-hmm. He's been given like the complete green light here, and and that's one element uh, of what this position puts you in is you get guys that get this experience, they get this run, they get this opportunity. And had it last year, and he ran with it so much that they had to sit him so they could properly lose these games. And now this year, like I don't think Shaden's gonna win. You know, you're beating the likes of the Clippers and Sacramento's, but um, he's keeping him around. Him and Nas tonight were were, were fantastic and. You know, they were close, and I was getting a little worried they'd win that game. But uh, ultimately, I think what you've seen from Shaden is encouraging. I would say there is one trade that if they make this trade, it kind of works out perfectly for the next two seasons for Portland from a contention standpoint and a developmental standpoint for Shaden. Yeah, I, I think you you highlighted something that I, I really want to talk about because I, I have been super critical of Shaden's defense, and I'm not critical, not, not super critical, super critical as far as like, Whatever, like, oh no, he can be a starter. And again, that's kind of going to that level. Like, he showed so many gaffes mentally that was like, he's got a long, he's got tools. There's no doubt about that. But the rookies are bad at defense. <laughs> like, they're they're genuinely bad at defense. There are you're going to see for the first time in a long time a guy coming in next year in Victor who's going to get on the court and be wildly impactful defensively yeah he's seven five like yes. but not just that like he's long like everybody's like everybody thought chet and again it's it's unfair maybe to chet because he didn't play this year but everybody thought chet would be like impactful defensively yeah you can take all that and throw it into the sun Wemby's going to come out he's going to be impactful defensively it's not just his size it's his instincts it's just a bit like this is a guy who from the jump this is this is tim duncan like as far as like the kind of impact you expect him to have Mm-hmm. That's that's the that's the level he's being, his instincts, his tools, all those things. Like he, it's it, it's not gonna be Paolo or Zion, and like, yeah, there's stuff there, but it doesn't really impact winning yet. Wemby mm-hmm. should be a transcendent LeBron, Tim Duncan. Like day one, they impact winning on the floor. 
you were never going to expect that from Shaden, nor should you. And you saw Jalen Williams tonight for the Thunder. Mm -hmm. He does some stuff, but even he has spots that he falls apart. With Shaden, particularly over the last four or five games, he's gotten significantly better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the comfort of the offensive stuff. Like, I mean, this isn't to take a shot at Shaden, just young players in general. When you get a few more shots, typically the defensive effort comes up a little bit. You start feeling good about yourself because everything is about offense now. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember what coach it was in the NCAA tournament this weekend that got super mad (laughs) about, oh, it was Izzo. It was Izzo Mm -hmm. talking about, um, you know, how do you motivate guys? And he's like, yeah, shots and minutes. (laughs) It's like, all right, man. Like, I get it, but he's not wrong. <clears throat> no, yeah, for sure. Young guys, tech, you know, they, they need that to kind of feel the flow and get motivated on the other side. There's only so many Matisse Thibault's who are like, oh, no, I'm going to play defense whether I get the ball once or 20 times, you know? Right, right. So, but as it pertains to Shaden, um, I don't want to talk about every game, but I want to talk about tonight. Uh, yeah. One of the things I asked Chauncey before the game was offensively, Shaden, like where are you trying to get him? Like, is it more about decision-making process or organizational stuff? Like, trying to get the team organized, point guardy type things. And, and Chauncey was like, yeah, no, definitely just let's put him in a decision tree. Let's remove the organization for him. That's for everybody wondering, why is Archer Diagono playing over Keon? That's why. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make things easier for Shaden. That's part of the key. So they're trying to get Shaden in, in opportunities where, you know, reading the coverage or getting to a certain spot, like the taking the A out of the B and C and saying, "Hey, figure out how you get from B to C." Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a just a little thing, but they're also throwing him to the wolves defensively. Chauncey has said, "Like, look, I threw him on Zach Levine against Chicago. We're gonna throw him on SGA tonight." I thought Levine got him a few times with some stuff. I mean, just athletically, Levine's a different cover than SGA, but I thought Shaden tonight took angles on SGA and SGA like was surprised bumped into Shea like oh shit like he just cut him off Shaden does this thing where he kind of puts his hands almost behind his back defensively Uh huh. and he you know takes those angles and cuts guys off and he's strong and he cut off Shea probably five or six times tonight just stuffed his drive mm-hmm. absolutely stuffed it and you that's the kind of stuff like that'll never make a a highlight reel or, or anything along those lines. But those are the things when I'm watching tape, when I'm watching live, those are the things that that sets off the alarm bells. For you, had, like, are you, are you like, if you kind of picked that stuff up? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I just think, I, well, one, he didn't register a steal today. Right. But like, if you look at his last couple games and I don't measure steals as like just the end all be all of defense, but like no, but it's being in the right place, active and yeah, moving around mm-hmm. and rotating the right spots. You know, we had one of our listeners, Miguel, he put a $50 bet on a parlay today. Mm-hmm. And the only thing of his parlay that didn't hit of the four was SGA. the under of SGA. Yep. And I think, I, you know, it's sad to say this because he lost the bet, but I think Miguel should be happy about the effort he at least saw Shaden give. Now, here's the other part of this. Shaden got his looks today. Shaden is at a spot where they're like, yo, Shaden, we need you to shoot. I still didn't think he shot as much as I'd want him to shoot, but of his 13 shots, like, Five of those were threes, right? Like, he was aggressive. He went to the line. Mm-hmm. He had 11 free throws tonight, and it's not just a That's rookie. the kicker. It's that His shot attempts are way up, 
if it's right. not for free throws. Well, right. And to me, it's like also it's just not like a rookie standing at the line waiting to shoot another three-pointer. Like he got some threes up, but like he's he's putting the ball on the ground. A little sloppy tonight, five turnovers. But like for the most part, you're seeing what made him such a prospect. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that like, you know, what makes guys happy, it's playing in shots. Like I think there's absolutely something to that. I, I also I just continue to believe it because of who they're playing at this point. He's looking around and he's going, none of this really has an impact anymore. Let me, I'm just going to go play my game. Like he can go have, he can't have five turnovers and be one of five from the field. If you're a good team, that's not going to be a good look for him. Yeah. They don't want him to win games. So he's just going out there and he's playing real free and he's, he's putting in the effort on both sides. And mm-hmm. that, that makes me really encouraged. And again, I keep fantasizing about one trade that if they can make it work, I think in two years, we're talking about holy crap! How, look how this looks right now on yeah. paper, and that's ultimately where I I, I think <clears throat> probably a month ago I was a little up in the air on Shaden next year, his ability to be impactful for a team that had goals of being not just a playoff team but a, a, a upper echelon playoff team, top five team in the West. I think I I think that's their goal next year: is top four, top five. I didn't know if I thought Shaden could be that guy, like sixth, seventh man, right? Hmm. What I have seen over the last two weeks, I think if he has a good summer, he could be that guy. And it has almost nothing to do with the box score stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the mental stuff. It's the strength stuff. It's the processing stuff. It's those are. Those are the things that the soft skills, that's what I look for more because obviously the, the basketball stuff is there. Like the, everybody's is, this is, this is me in a nutshell. That dunk he had tonight was insane, right? Mm-hmm. For me, the thing that I, that I rewound and watched five, six times and was showing people is how he got there. He gets the ball, brings it up, uh, kind of a slower break, He's got a little change of pace, and then has he, and he, he takes a flat angle, just straight 90 to the rim. Almost turns square chest to the sideline. And then he flips his hips like a wide receiver hitting an out and up. And it's one step, one step, and Williams is cooked. Mm-hmm. He, Shaden gets his shoulder... Uses his physicality, uses his gets frame, the leverage with the body, gets the yeah. leverage with the body, mm-hmm. and boom, he is yeah. gone, yeah. absolutely gone. And at that point in time, yeah, go go bonkers because he's a freak in the air. But it was that, that was the thing that I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. that like because that was the processing, and that was the aggressiveness, that was the assertiveness, assertiveness, and that was the thing of that was the light switch going off of. He can't stay in front of. <laughs> and I think you it like athletically I don't I still don't think Shea understands what he is athletically. I think it's starting to click. Like I think he knows he's bouncy. But I don't think he knows that he has the one burst to get by basically anyone. Right. That he has the stride and he another one I think was the complete opposite of that burst. Was tonight he that super slowed down Eurostep 
where he body- oh dude where he he split the defenders with the mm-hmm. euro though in the second quarter i think it was yep and he split right through him on the right and he got that layup and i was like super slow like Ooh. full speed into full d cell yeah but that last the last slide of it when he went from left to right he didn't push off he chested i think it was dort which is saying mm-hmm. something right. chested dort just enough to get clear and keep him from being able to get to the ball. Right. And I was like, those are like this, those are the things, like, those are the things that stand out. Like when you're talking about the, everyone's like, oh, the dunks or the threes. Like, I look at how they get to them. How does he create space? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the thing that I want to see from him the most down the stretch of the season is offensively is the, the not playmaking, but decision making. Like, he's been put in pick and rolls a few times. Uh, OKC, Dort, and, G- and Giddy both p- kind of played at the level, and it it bothered him when they brought a little bit of pressure, a little bit of a uh, not even a full trap, but not even a full blitz. It was kind of a soft trap, to be honest. It was a, almost a show at some point. You yeah, know what I mean? and it, but it, like it came above the show, but like not full. It was again things Shaden isn't used to seeing. Right, and he you could see him process in real time, and you could see when he wasn't. There were times when he turned the corner and he. His eyes needed to open up to the backside corner. And it was almost like there was a wall there. He saw everything in his right hand and ball side, strong side on the ball. He saw nothing on the backside. And that's not not like, I'm not like burying him for it. But like that's, the more he does that, the more reps he gets, Mm -hmm. the more opportunity he has to kind of like, for that process to slow down, right? Well, I think that I think that's the beauty, though, Danny, is he's mm-hmm. going to have all of these games now to end the yes. season and go, oh, 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 and learn that way. Like that's that's the pivot point to the summer. It's like, how do you end your season? How do you translate what you experienced and what you did or did not do well? And how do you add to that? I, I think the big thing for me too. It's not just like, oh, he's shooting a lot, I, dude. I want to see the physical difference from where he is mm-hmm. today. Yep. To what he'll be in September when they do their media day. Yeah. Um, quick note on media day. Um, the Blazers are going to end the season on Sun next, next, not this Sunday, this following Sunday, I believe. Um, Easter Sunday. Uh, the game is at noon against the Warriors. So it's a back to back, a four tip on Saturday and uh, on the road, and then a yeah. noon tip on Sunday, on yeah. Sunday, which is really dumb. <laughs> um, but. The talk right now is that exit interviews are going to happen then. Oh, really? Yes. So everybody can get out of town. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, I will be there, and we will have it covered. What we'll probably do is um, do the exit interviews there, and I will come back, and we will do a long season wrap-up. Um, and then we'll start taking a look at the summer. Um, a lot of the questions that we got tonight were um, – summer-based questions. I would say most of our questions at this point are... Pretty much are. (laughs) Future Um, plans. I want to pivot a little bit here because, and normally I would save this for the summer, but I've gotten it asked by so many people. um, And it's kind of weird. For me, especially. Um, And that's the idea of, has, has Anthony Simons played his last game as a trailblazer? And... Uh, you you go first in this one. I mean, if I'm if I'm a betting man, mm-hmm. 
and this is roulette. It's like, is he here or is he gone? Like, I'm I'm putting my chips on gone. I I hate. I'm not. I'm not happy to say that, man. Yeah. Like, I think there there's a human side of this that does suck. Um, but it could also present a real crazy opportunity for him, and maybe ends up being like the best possible thing. But I'm a betting man. Yeah, I'm. I'm putting it all entirely on he's gone. He's not here next year, and it's kind of weird to say that because like. I'm see. I'm even blanking right now in the moment. What was his last game? What was, you know what I mean? Like we didn't. Yeah. With CJ, you got an idea. Like you kind of knew. Like oh, there's a new dude that's, in town. That's probably and, it. Yeah. Yeah, and like okay, here he goes. He's goodbye. It's like that one. It's just it's such a weird season and kind of such a bad ending that it's yeah. I would willing to say yes, it is, and it's a weird thing to say. It is, and I. Clearly, Ant's salary is the, one of the more likely pieces if the Blazers are going to make a move. You're an Ant guy, man. Like, yeah. wh- where are you at with all this stuff? I mean, personally, it's going to suck. Like, I, like he's my guy. But and I've and I've had this discussion with a lot of the guys before. Um, most guys don't stay with one team their whole career. <laughs> no, it's a very rare thing, man. It really is. Um, and with that. As long as he's not getting sent to basketball purgatory and he's getting sent to a good space, I'll be happy for him. Mm-hmm. I think there is a world where he does stay. Even if they do make big moves this summer. And and the only reason I say that is because of the way Joe Cronin has talked about Damon Ant basically being, look, if we have these two, we're comfortable with where we are offensively. You know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's said that more than a couple times. Um, and so, do I think that Ant has played his last game? The likelihood is on no. Because you're always more, you're always significantly less likely to trade than not than to trade. Mm-hmm. To not trade than to trade. There we go. Um, it's, but it's still weird. You know what I mean? Like, because it's still, he's, He's 23. Yeah, he's baby. <laughs> like he, like it, it feels like it, one he's been here for a while, and also not at all. Right. Because you know the first four years he was, particularly first three years he was a, a development guy, and then he developed, and now you got your first like taste of him being de- as a developed player. And you're like that's that's pretty good. Let me, let me see what else we got here. And selfishly, I want to see him develop. Mm-hmm. Because right now he's a really good offensive player. Right. Um, the other one I've, I've gotten before is that is is this likely if this just as Yusuf Nurkic just played his last game for the Trailblazers? I would tend to lean more towards yes uh, with him than with I, Ant. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm not. I see. Here's the crazy thing, man. Are I you the other way here? I think I am. Yeah, because like <laughs> I, you know how I feel about that situation. Yeah. I've made that abundantly clear. But I'm I'm gonna point to the thing that I think has stopped this already. Who wants that deal? What is the deal? Who is it? What's the team that's like, oh, you know, there's only what? Would it be three more or is it two more at this point? I'm already blanking on Nurk's deal. It'd be two more after this year, right? This year, one of a four. So yeah, technically. So the next in... year, then two more. Okay. Yeah. So you technically have three, right? Yeah. But like, I'm just, I'm still like, who is that team? I can't pinpoint that team right now. Now, a lot of movement can happen. A lot of things happen in the NBA in the summer, but I just don't know who that team is. I don't. Okay. 
I'm not saying teams aren't going to need the position. It's more like who's the team that says we want to, uh, we're looking for that spot of salary and we need that position. I think that's the tough thing that I'm thinking about is I just don't know who that team is. Um, we'll dive into this more as we, you know, we Obviously, have exit right, interviews. Right, and, right, but right. It's, it's a question I, I, I wanted to answer it because it was one that I got a ton. It's it one I was like, God damn, really? Like, I guess. I mean, that's always on the table, but it's, <laughs> it feels like it has been. Yeah. But I mean, not just with those guys, but I mean, but with any player, is this the, is this the last time? Da, da, da. Oh yeah. But like, because Ant's time has been both five years and not, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. of like being on the floor, mm-hmm. um, it feels weird. It feels different than when you like, you're talking about CJ for what, nine years, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's just a, a very interesting thing. A uh, couple questions in here. Rip City Squid, and I've gotten this from a few other people asking about why is Reddish suddenly seeing a reduced role? Did something happen off the court? Not that I've heard of. I think they're just trying things. I think they're trying to put shade in other spots, and I think they're using Cam. Cam is really the only other, like, ball handler-esque kind of player that they have uh, outside of, let's see, Arch. Keon, and, and Chauncey talked about this tonight, where he, he said he feels like it's kind of unfair to Keon to ask him to be a point guard. Because mm-hmm. he's not a point guard, he's an attacking guard. Um, was how he how he kind of caveated that. Um, yeah. And so, with your primary ball handlers all down and Damon Ant, and then your secondary creator and Yusuf Nurkic down, your other secondary creator and Justice Winslow down, your other you know isolation bucket getter and Jeremy Grant, like you need somebody to come off the bench. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to be Kevin Knox and Watford starting. So yeah. somebody's got to come off the bench. And so I think it's Cam. So I mean, Cam is 11. He's 11 for 34 in his last six games. Like, I think part of this is just Kev, Cam's in a – he's a bit of a funk right now. Yeah. He's not doing a lot offensively for him. And, and you got other guys that are playing well in the last four games, five games. So I think it's just a, a combination. I don't think there's anything more to that. Um, have you seen anything from Shaden? There's, there's some version of this in here in the questions. Have you seen anything uh-huh. from Shaden that makes you – think differently about this summer with as it pertains to Shaden in general yeah I mean for me it's it's you see so much potential and I'm not always a guy that falls in love and committed to potential Um, I think it's a lot of wait and see with the summer stuff because again I saw a lot of names and questions today that I just don't think there's I think there's answers to right now but those answers could change for good or for good or for bad Uh, but I think I would say about Shaden is I like the potential so much the size, the athleticism, the ability that we're seeing, that, man, if he can make the right strides this summer, I I just, if I was a voice in that general manager office, and I'd imagine there's going to be one of them for sure that's going to be kind of echoing this, it's like, can we do everything to keep him? Because that is a piece that I'd be interested to see come off the bench next year for a team that I'm hoping is significantly better. I think it's a bit much for to go from what you are today to saying, like, Western conference contender i think it's like it'd be more realistic for me to say what you are today to could we be in the second round and give a team a little bit of hell like i'm that's kind of i'm i think i'm driving towards that and on that kind of team i think shaden would make a lot of sense coming off your bench and, and seeing how much he could grow um somebody asked in the comments where is grant feels like he isn't at games anymore jeremy's been there every night jeremy has been there every night yeah. So, 
Oh, maybe you're just missing him on the TV. Yeah, don't know what to tell you. Um, and some version of this I've gotten uh, across the board. Um, do you think they'll keep Cam? Do you think they'll keep uh, Tease? Tease, unquestionably. I would be shocked, shocked if Tease wasn't a trailblazer next year. Mm-hmm. Um, one way to think about this is they have the bird rights uh, for, for both guys. And so if you re-sign them... Now you still have access to your MLE because you, you quote unquote lost it when you traded mm-hmm. away Gary Payton, right? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you basically pay that same money to Matisse and now you still have access to it again. And it's like you didn't lose anything. Mm. So um, just Did for that see- alone, I'm, I would be su- surprised if they didn't keep them. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. I think that you're 100% right. Uh, by the way, Hell of a display of tortle shots tonight down in San Francisco. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, man, he 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 looked real banged up to me. Man, he looked mm. like a good could move at all. Uh, last I saw was before I, I didn't have the game on. I saw him throwing down reverse dunks in the layup line. <laughs> hey, we're just gonna let this go. You know, we're actually not interested in pursuing this. Oh, what what happened there? Listen. I'll put my two cents in on this. Most Blazer fans and people who listen to this know where I stand on this. And oh yeah, my I would say my sourcing on this is about as good as it gets. Um, they didn't drop it because Gary's healthy now. They dropped it because there was nothing there. That's why they dropped it. Mm. Remember the whole hey, you should probably check with New Orleans too. Remember that little side note that they had kind of thrown mm-hmm. in there. Every single bit of that reporting has now proven to be false. You think we're going to get a retractment, a retraction there or an apology from, from any of those, those writers? No, really? Okay. Nope. Um, it's okay to be wrong in this business, man. It's a yeah. tough ass business. It's another thing to do entirely misreporting and then it's not acknowledge. Not even misreporting. It's carrying what, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, like to just do that and then not acknowledge the fact that that was complete bullshit. Yeah. That, that's a problem, man. We can't be doing that. And I would imagine that the reason it was dropped is because the Warriors were going to get hammered. Absolutely. They look stupid. There will as, be lawyers. He played as <laughs> many minutes as Kaminga tonight. Like, oh, he just can't play. And then now it's like, oh, he's playing him as much as our young player. Okay. So um, if you followed along that whole little stupid saga, I called it a hit piece from the jump. And lo and behold, it was a hit piece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that version of that. Uh, I'm so I'm so glad that it's done. To be bluntly honest, um, where where are you at in general um, as it pertains to just watching the team? Uh yeah, man. Like I I know there's elements of this team that are. You know, exciting to see like how it it, it continues to evolve and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've enjoyed watching the last couple, but the first game. Uh, give me a second here. I just had it a second ago. Oh, so the Utah game, the Clipper game is probably the one I watched the least. Coincidentally, like I had it on, but it was like almost background more than it was me intently watching. I just I knew they were going to lose that game, and then Utah. I'm like, okay, Dame's still playing here. Uh, so turn that one on and I couldn't believe that they won. We watched that together on a live watch party in Chicago. 
I, I, the writing was on the wall for me. I, to be honest, I'll sum it up. I long winded answer. I like those. I like, I'm fans of them. I like watching some of these dudes, but also like, if I could get ESPN to not autoplay, I, I also I, I like watching the young dudes play and develop. I'm also not like watching it as closely as I watch this team for like. 98% of the rest of their schedule. I just, I'm at a point where they're not going to captivate me and get my full thousand percent attention. Like the, you're going to cite a play in one of their games coming up and I'm, I'm just going to go, Oh, okay. I must've missed that one. Like I'll have it on, but I'm not going to be sitting on my couch just directly watching that. Part of me is just sitting here going, I'm a lunatic because I'm going to watch closer. Oh, you're also going to probably rewatch some of these games too. Some, and- and by the way, you, you've already been to two games. We know you're a lunatic. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch all of them. Like I always do. I'm going to rewatch and watch. And when things catch my eye, I'm going to grab a clip and I'm going to send it to somebody else I know in the league <laughs> and go, am I watching the right thing here? Am I seeing what sure. I think I'm seeing? Yep. And then somebody is inevitably going to text me back at three in the morning. Who are you? How did you get this number? <laughs> Don't worry. Answer the question. Uh, No, I, I, that's the one great thing about this league is that when you do that, um, inevitably the people that you send it to, they're also up to. But I, I'm, I am a lunatic. I love, I, 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 you and I have talked about this a million times. I love watching young players develop. I love watching. Oh, yeah. it's it's it, it is. It's it's like when you see those little things click. Uh, mm-hmm. We spent all this talking about um, Shaden, 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 and rightfully sure. so, he's been tremendous. Last he deserves it. Yeah. Um, but there's been stuff from Jabari. Like I talked to him over a, a couple weeks, and before the break, he was like, "Man, I'm just playing tight. I'm just playing tight." Like every time he took an open three, he was just tight. Mm-hmm. And just getting reps, I asked him before the game, I'm "Like, how you feeling, man? You just..." Does it feel better to just know, like, hey, you're going to go out at this time, you're going to be out there for this long, as long as you're not in foul trouble, you're going to... Like, he was like, yeah, it's just... I asked him what he was struggling with most now. And it's like, honestly, the mental stuff of being a five. Because remember, when he came into the league, he talked about, you know, I'm pretty comfortable playing one through four. I just, like, five? Like, have you looked around the NBA? These fives? Like, (laughs) he was like, yeah, you know, like, we talked about Chicago game. He was like, you know, I got Andre Drummond. You know, mm-hmm. like, he kind of like shrugged his shoulders and kind of gave me a look like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? You know? Right, right. Like, for those that, that aren't aware of how, just how big Andre is, number one, Andre's 6'9". Do not, mm-hmm. do not believe a bleeping thing about him being seven foot tall. He's 6'9". Yep. But he is 290? 290, probably? Mm-hmm. Like he's a... He's a smidgen smaller than Nurk, but he's three and a half inches shorter. It's a big dude. Barry's 215. <laughs> At yeah. most. Yeah. At most. And so, like, that mental and physical like thing, like, how what, what do I do with this? He didn't look scared. He didn't know what to do with it. But, like, he wasn't tight. He was just playing. And I thought you saw him get the... The ability to just like play a little bit free, and everybody was like, oh, "Of course he is. He's getting minutes." Look, man, I've seen guys get minutes and struggle too. It's mm-hmm. there, there. There is a, a process that you just kind of have to go through. Like you, you have most guys suck when they're young. 
Yeah. That's just the reality of it. And I think he's getting through that, like, you know what? I can be here. I'm like, can I be here? I, I belong out here. And you're right. seeing him do some things um, that are like, oh, okay. Kind of like what we saw in Summer League, why he was just in the right spot regularly. And, and I, I like those are the things that I love to watch here down the stretch. And the other one is, can Matisse Thibel complete, continue shooting the hell out of the ball? And the answer appears to be yes. Mm-hmm. So. You know, Matisse, I, I think Matisse is actually, despite the awful record, I think getting Matisse and seeing what Matisse has been from behind the arc, Danny, I mean, it's, it's if you're looking for something to continue to watch, it's not just can Bari become this small ball big for Portland that can facilitate and, and grow in that way. I think it's also guys like Matisse. Like, Matisse is going to be a pretty big piece for them. Um, it's just the reality of the situation of where they're at and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive dog, and if he can keep shooting the ball like, like what he's been doing since he got to Portland the rest of the way, I think you go into the offseason – pretty encouraged of what he maybe could be building on mm-hmm. because it, it that's all it was for him. It was just shooting. Had that dude had 7% better clip from behind the arc, Philadelphia isn't so quick to get rid They're of him. They're not letting him go. Are you kidding? Hell no. So, like, <laughs> what can he do to build on what it's been so far? Go into the summer. You relock him up. You got those bird rights. And bring him back. And whether it's a starting lineup or a bench piece doesn't matter to me. It would depend on that move you make. But – that, that's a dude that I've, I've really enjoyed having. It's another reason to watch. If you want to be a cycle like you, you got to find those reasons, mm-hmm. right? That some of that that's the other thing doesn't is, yes. always interest me, but, but like watching tease to see how confident he continues mm-hmm. to be behind the arc. That's something to keep paying attention to one. I hope to God I can grab him over the summer for the show. I would love to talk to tease. Okay. I will tell all of you. I, Tease is one of my favorite players in the team to talk to because he is just so interesting. Mm-hmm. He is such a just, this is going to sound so corny. He is a joy to talk to. Like it, there's just something about him in that he's just happy. Like mm-hmm. you, you never just find somebody who's just content with life. He's, he's just content with life and it's very infectious and contagious. Um, and he's just, He's not different, like, super weird. He just has a little bit of a different drum. Mm-hmm. Just a little little offbeat every here and there. Here and there, and it's... Right. It just makes for a really... really a, a, I think it'll be a really, really interesting discussion. Not just basketball, but just um, stuff in general. And somebody just said his YouTube videos during the bubble were awesome. Yeah, no, he's... He, he shot his own... Shot, edited, and produced his own documentary from the bubble that came out incredible. Um We'll revisit this one, but I'll, I'll throw it out there because I think I know both, how the, both of us are going to answer this immediately. Um, I've gotten this from 50 of you. If the Blazers got the number one pick, would they trade it? Brandon, on three, answer. One, <laughs> two, three. No. No. <laughs> it's the one pick they wouldn't trade. It's And there's only one player you'd even think about and that way. His name is Giannis. That's and it. he ain't going anywhere. That's, so. the, that's the list. Yeah, there. that's the list. It stops there. There is no other conversation. But look, if they it. get number one and Giannis is available, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I tend to scratch that off. Uh, guy that might win his second championship in City nobody cared about. He has no reason to leave. Yeah, I, maybe, maybe it's because he got to. He and wants to go like, somewhere else. I want to do this. I want to be like LeBron. Yeah, I want to go. I want to challenge. Yeah, it's too easy for me. I, I'm, I don't want to be broad. And when you tell me the weast is, e- is, is weak, I want to go to the West now and the dominate we- the West. The weast? The weast is weak. Um, 
couple more games coming up. Yep. You've got uh, all of the road games we'll have the watch parties up for. And then after the season, um, I'm just kind of pushing stuff back. Um, just because of my surgery and the way stuff happened, um, we will have um, General Manager Joe Corona will hop on the show. So uh, we will have that. Dame will hop on the show at some point. Like, we were supposed to have him like, right after the All-Star break, but then my surgery and everything got bumped back, and now that's where we are. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Coming up, we're gonna I, we're gonna come back just for a few few games in a couple of weeks, and then the summer is gonna be here. Um, yeah. I plan on having some watch parties for the playoffs, but we're just gonna take just a little bit of a break for uh, a while. We'll probably do well, probably we'll do once a week, just to kind of hey, here's where things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably do it a lot more even informal than this. Where we'll just kind of open it up, um, do some like legit Q and A. Yeah, um, and then the draft lottery is May sixteenth. That's the next big Speaking date. Of that it's let not. Me, it's not that far off. No, let me. Um, you gonna take a thon this real quick? I'm gonna take a thon this real quick. Okay. All right, and <laughs> where they end up? We're getting Wimby. Oh, first number one roll, number one pick. I got Portland one, Orlando two, Houston three, Indy four, Detroit five, Spurs six, Honestly, Charlotte seven. That's probably that would a hurt. I mean, everybody wants Wemby, but Scoot going to Orlando with all of those bigs, they would be happy. Yeah. And by yeah. the way, Orlando, we are a half game back of Orlando right now. Yeah, well, the Orlando Magic beat the, the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Uh, Mikhail Bridges went off for forty four. Uh, dude, Wavos Bankiro has been playing his ass off, and I loved his quote. People think we're tanking. Like they're twenty-seven and twenty-three in their last fifty games. They haven't been that bad of a team. No, they uh, suck to start the year because yeah, rookies suck. Rookies suck, and so like, you won't you won't catch Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston, Detroit. That's impossible. You could catch Orlando. Oh no, that's and, a real thing. Like they could be have fifth fifth best odds in the draft, and, and keep Washington at bay, yep. and you'd have fifth best odds, which gives you ten and a half percent chance of landing, according to Tankathon, the Wimby sweepstakes. And remember, think about that. At ten percent, like the other teams in front of you only have what's fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's not like those teams have that much more. Like you're right there with them. Yep. So. Um, yes, I've allowed myself to think what it would happen if they got the number one overall pick. Um, I'm going to buy a French flag and I'm going to put a freaking flagpole in my front yard and then raise it up. I, uh, that guy's so French. I got, (laughs) he's so French. Brennan Sprue. (laughs) Brennan Sprue. Uh, I, I'm, I did add the Babbel app to my phone to perhaps (laughs) pick up some French. Makes makes me wish I would have taken French in high school instead of Spanish. Um, we'll get out of here on that. We're gonna keep it under an hour. Um, number one, just because there's not a ton to get into like the deep stuff. Number two, it's good to be back. Number three, it's Sunday night. Relax. Uh, number four, I hurt. I hurt. <laughs> so a lot. do I. I. It's been the weekend, buddy. It's I got a four. Oh my bad. You get a four a.m. wake up call if you golfed all weekend, you monster. 
This life ain't easy, Danny. Uh -huh. You know, some people, your surgery, that's okay. But, like, I had to golf in Tacoma, and I drive back. Oh, my God. What a tough life I live. Terrible, terrible. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on social media, uh, at Danny Marink, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Dramsey. You can find us on the radio, Brandon Dirt and Sprague, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. every single day. I will be in No Dusty tomorrow, uh, both of us on 1080 The Fan from noon to 3. Three. We'll have more uh, Blazer stuff there too, by the way. Yeah, we will have. Uh, I mean, we only got two more weeks of this, so we got to milk it while we can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, email the show, jackdramsies at gmail.com. Other than that, everybody take care. Talk soon. Uh, we'll come back and we'll do like a heavy, heavy, heavy off season after exit interviews. Um, and then, other than that, uh, have a great week and uh, we'll talk soon. Mm, bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com